With Kentucky's non-conference schedule wrapping up, we give you six things the Wildcats need to improve on before SEC play hits in just a couple of weeks. Also, Jacoby Albert potentially flipping from the Auburn Tigers to the Kentucky Wildcats. We'll talk about what he brings to the table on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, also host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Also, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. And hopefully soon, we will be uh, coming to YouTube Right now, I'm in a little bit of a transition period in my life, so I'm just trying to uh, get some things ready for the uh, the YouTube studio. I'm going to have somewhat of a studio set up uh, for, for you guys. I'm trying to make it look as nice as possible, so just give me time. Give me patience on that. Also, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to uh, get my hands on the Locked on Kentucky socials. Uh, I currently don't have access to those, but as soon as I can, I'm going to be uh, putting up some great content for you guys, and I'm going to... Uh, be uh, trying to interact with you as best as I possibly can. And uh, you know, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So Kentucky basketball, obviously, most recent loss or game was a loss to uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the road by four. Um, and I think that there were a lot of frustrations that came out of that game uh, for multiple Kentucky fans uh, that, I, that, I've, that I've spoken to. And I, I can imagine you... Uh, we're probably frustrated with the way that that game ended as well. On today's show, I'm going to give you six reasons, or six things, excuse me, that the uh, the Wildcats need to improve on uh, before they hit SEC play. And I'm going to do three here. We're going to do three later on, and then we're going to talk about Jacoby Albert, Albert to wrap things up. So let's get into it. First thing that I think that Kentucky needs to do better um, as uh, as uh, non-conference play wraps up and as uh, things that they need to improve on just period. Uh, I think these are things that Kentucky can definitely work on as the season progresses is, I'm not going to lie, I think taking more threes and then shot selection from outside the arc. I think things revolving around how Kentucky's offense uses, utilizes a three ball. I think that's something that uh, Kentucky can definitely uh, improve on. So we, we talked about this, I believe it was on Monday's show talking about how the Wildcats don't take a lot of threes. They're like somewhere in the 190s in uh, in, sh- in three-point percentage, of like the, the, the amount of shots that they make. And then they're like 343rd, I believe, in point distribution from three, which means their percentage of points. Uh, so 21% of Kentucky's points that they score on a given night come from three. That's really, really low. Which means they don't again. They don't take a lot of threes. Don't make a lot of them. I think figuring out how to utilize the three point shot will be beneficial for this team moving forward. Because and this was something that I ranted about on Monday's show. Um, is what did Kentucky have or not have last season that they needed this year to get better? And it was shooters. They needed shooters. They needed guys that could actually step out and knock down. 
uh, a three in this season, it looked like they had gotten some of those guys, right? And uh, and the, the the loss of C.J. Frederick was was big in my opinion. I think you that that was really really big. That would have just been one more piece on this team that could have been ready to go and ready to shoot. But I mean, you got Ty Ty Washington, you've got uh, Kellen Grady, right? Those two guys are uh, are are uh, definitely capable. Of of making threes, Ty Ty shooting thirty seven point nine percent from three right now. Kellen Grady shooting about forty percent. I mean, they 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 brought in shooters, and had C J Frederick been ready to go, um, I definitely think that this that this this unit would be very strong. Davion Mintz is another guy that should be that I think should be shooting threes. I think that while while there may not be. Uh, necessarily a desire for Kentucky to shoot threes. I think that with the way things are going in the paint right now, with your only legitimate option, I feel like, being Oscar Sheebway inside the arc, I feel like they should be trying to explore areas of the court on on offense that are not uh, floating around the two-point jumper range, right? Or, or maybe even inside the paint, because they're definitely struggling. I feel like uh, knocking some of those shots down, and we saw that against Notre Dame, right? That's what we saw. We saw we saw Kentucky struggling to hit anything, including threes. But I think that you're not going to see this team shoot as bad as they did against Notre Dame again this season. I think you're definitely going to see it improve. So I would like to see this team not be afraid of what happened in the Notre Dame game. Don't let your confidence get down. Let's continue to shoot those threes. Let's continue to step outside. Let's see if we can knock some of those down. Even Severe Wheeler. Look, he's only shooting 22% from three. Look, I think the more shots that these guys get up, the better. There's a reason that they're playing on one of the best teams in the entire nation. Let them see if they can knock down some shots. It will build their confidence as they move forward. I think it only hurts this team to not take those shots it does not benefit them in any way to not take those shots because they are going to get lit up in sec play by teams that did what notre dame did in the second half which is just sag off and, and let them shoot and the, the, their confidence will be so, so shot i don't know if kentucky will be able to actually perform so that's one thing i think that this kentucky team needs to do another thing i think that this kentucky needs team needs to do better is is running in transition with severe wheeler and look, I have been an advocate for Severe Wheeler and Oscar Shibway. I've said that they're maybe the best or the, the the best duo in the nation. I've said I think they may be the most powerful combo in the country in terms of what they bring to the table. And I certainly do still believe that, but I've changed my stance after seeing the Notre Dame game. And I think that they are a powerful duo against some of the nation's worst teams. And I don't think that they're necessarily going to be a powerful duo against legitimate opponents. And guess what? They're about to get like a 20-game stretch here where I don't know if Severe Wheeler is going to be able to run in transition like he did against the likes of North Florida, Central Michigan, and Albany, and Mount St. Mary's, and all those different teams that Kentucky played. They're just garbage. Um, I don't think that Severe Wheeler ran well in transition against Notre Dame. Uh, I think the, the the guard play was definitely subpar, and that's something actually that Coach Cal talked about in his post game, uh, is that he did not think the guard play was very good. 
Uh, he didn't think that Severe Wheeler was doing a great job of setting up the offense and spacing and, and doing things to, uh, while trying to run the floor. And so I think that's something that Kentucky really needs to pay attention to. Because what does Severe Wheeler bring to the table? Not necessarily shooting. Okay, he's not not the the best at taking sh- at making shots. Rather, uh, what he brings to the table is defensive intensity and the ability to, distri- to distribute the basketball. And so, if Severe Wheeler gets shut down, and this Kentucky team wants to run more often than they have in the past, where do they look? Because Ty Ty. I don't think is is capable right now as a freshman of being that point guard. Also, don't think that's his role on this team. He's that combo guard. That's not his role. That's Severe Wheeler's role. They need to figure out how to how to um how to how to make him more efficient coming up and down the court. If they choose to run, which it looks like they have chosen to run uh, just a little bit this season. When you look at their average tempo and their possession lengths and different things like that, it's higher than it has been in the past. They've elected to run more often than not. How do they utilize Severe Wheeler? All right, one more thing here. And I know that we were uh, we were talking about their Ty Ty Washington, talking about how his role as a combo guard uh, serves him well. I think Ty Ty needs to be getting more shots. And this is also something that Cal and I think Wheeler – uh, talked about in the post game after the after the Kentucky losses, we did not get Ty Ty the ball enough. I don't think we got him enough looks, and I completely agree. I think this kid, with the way that he's shooting the basketball as a freshman, the confidence that he has, I think that Kentucky needs to get him more shots because what will he? When will he be his most valuable? It's not an SEC play. It's not right now. It's in March. It's in March. Like we were talking about earlier, Kentucky has struggled to hit the three this year. They're going to want kids taking more shots as the season progresses. Ty Ty Washington is probably going to be their best three-point shooter because they aren't going to give Kellen Grady the volume. At least they haven't so far. You want him as the director of your offense outside of Sheebway. You want him being the one that takes the shots, I feel like, because when March comes, I mean, that's when I feel like freshmen are the most dangerous. You've seen it with guys like even Jason Preston last year in the tournament. I think Ty Ty is uh, is going to set this team up very, very well in the postseason if he's able to get those touches and he's able to get those looks right now. And I'll tell you, he is getting some legitimate looks. Like, consistently, he's getting shots up. I just want to see him become more of not necessarily necessarily a leader, but a front runner. If if you if you know what I mean, I mean he, he, he I I want to see him kind of take that next step as like a, okay, well he's averaging the what the the thirteen point eight points per game right now for Kentucky. I want to see him take that next step and really blossom into the he's the guy outside of Shebway that this team looks to whenever they need a vote of confidence. They need to be getting uh, tie type, not necessarily I guess more looks. Maybe I should rephrase. But I think they need to start putting him in more of a, a leadership type of role because it's clear, to me at least, that he is one of those guys. All right, we're going to talk about three more things Kentucky needs to improve on before non-conference play wraps up and as SEC play starts in just a second. 
Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks. I've been telling you guys about Prize Picks for quite some time, and if you still haven't signed up, man, what are you even waiting for? In addition to all the college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting. Prize Picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid major players you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks also offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. All of the users that deposit using promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON when you do so. You can pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks also allows mixed sport entries, which means you can take the over on Joel Embiid and combined with, combine it with the, uh, the under on Aaron Rodgers in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and also offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. This is it. This is the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com NCAA. So head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for a special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com slash NCAA. All right, so continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, gave you three things that uh, the, the Kentucky basketball team needs to improve on. I'll give you three more right here. First thing is utilizing Damian Collins. Where has he been? I know that Kentucky has is just absolutely loaded. It feels like at the forward position, right? They've got all these different guys. They've got Brooks. They've got uh, they've got Bryce Hopkins. They've got Lance Ware, Oscar Shebway. I mean, they've got all these different guys that that could uh, Dante Allen. I feel like is 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 like a guard slash forward. Um, but I don't know why. Coach Cal has elected to just barely play this kid, it feels like, this season. He's averaging 13 minutes a game. He got five against Notre Dame, by the way. In a game that I think Kentucky could have definitely used his athleticism because what was Kentucky not running that Notre Dame was? Well, he was cuts to the basket, and it felt like actual plays. And I would have liked to have seen some type of lob or some type of backdoor screen or something like that where they could have gotten Damian Collins close to the rim and they could have asked him to make a play, but they didn't. And I think that it hurt them in the most important game of the season to not try to utilize different guys when it was very clear the offense was not flowing well. They need to, I feel like, use um, use Damian Collins more often 
uh, this season, and you look at the two games that he's played in that were actually worth a rip. I mean, he played two minutes against Duke, and like I said, he played four to five minutes against uh, Notre Dame. Guys, you've got Ohio State coming up this weekend. They're not necessarily the tallest team in the nation, but let me tell you something. They're long, they're lanky, they're physical, they play sound basketball. Yeah, you'll need a guy like Damian Collins, I feel like, to step up for you. Where has he been? Where has he been? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Don't know why don't know why the freshman's not been playing. Another guy that I think that maybe needs uh, a little bit more action, and this is not a this is not a reason here, is uh is Dante Allen. I mean, he's not been the most consistent a shooter on the uh, on the court by no means. But maybe try and work him in a little bit. Maybe. Just a little bit. And that that's not me being smart elk or anything. I'm 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 just curious. I'm like, I wonder what the the lineup looks like with maybe a little bit more Allen in it, but that's uh, that's just that's just me. Fifth thing here that I think Kentucky needs to work on is figuring out how to run defense with uh, with Oscar Shibwe on the floor. And you may say it's like, well, Lance, he's he's actually not that bad at blocking shots, and uh, his his block percentage is like six point eight percent or something like that. It's like top one fifty nationally. Among players, it's like that's not that bad. He's he's pretty good at what he does, and uh, you 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 may say say yeah he, he's playing really well for a six nine forty. He grabs rebounds and different things like that. And my counter would be: Have you seen the Duke and the Notre Dame games? What did those two games have in common? Both of those teams got into the paint, and they that's where that's where they thrived. That's where they lived. That's how they won those games. Is they played well against Kentucky. Uh, in the paint, they were able to get different layups and things like that, sometimes to the point where it, it it just came really, really easy. And this is something that we talked about in the breakdown of the Notre Dame game, the analysis that we had earlier this week on Monday, is, is like, well, what Kentucky tried to do in that game was put switches out, right? They, they switched the zone, and then they they would actually like let their players switch. Uh, and uh, oftentimes against... Um, against against uh, Notre Dame, it did not work out in their favor. Like we, I cited three or four different times where it left a three open or it left a matchup against Shibwe on a guard where it's just like, okay, uh, this kid's about to pop a three in Shibwe's face. Oh, there it is. And I think Notre Dame made three of them, actually, off of, off of different switches. And so I think Kentucky really needs to figure out how do we utilize Oscar Shibwe on the floor because let me tell you something. He can't guard a guard. And occasionally, it's felt like teams have just gotten into the paint at will. I mean, Duke shot what fifty, almost fifty-two percent from the floor in that game. Notre Dame shot forty-six percent. Um, but 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 a lot of their a lot of their points came uh, in inside the paint. I believe it was thirty-eight points that came for the Fighting Irish in the paint, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, for 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 a Duke team for for a, with a player like Shibway that prides himself in potentially stopping that, I mean, come on, that, that that has got to improve. All right, final thing here before we uh, move on, the sixth thing here: non-steal turnovers. This is an issue that I think a lot of different teams have in college basketball. Um, but but to be honest with you. Uh, I think that is some, it is something that Kentucky can still improve on. So non-steal turnovers is literally creating a turnover that is not a steal, whether it be whether it be forcing uh, a pass to go out of bounds, whether it be 
uh, a blocked shot that that lands in the hands of a Kentucky player, uh, whether it be something like that, right? Anything but a steal that is considered a turnover. Uh, I think that Kentucky needs to improve on trying to force those, just uh, for, force errors uh, that that are not steals, right? So Kentucky, when you look at the Ken Palm rankings, uh, force a non-steal turnover 8.3% of the time. So whenever they force a turnover, only 8% of the time, just about, uh, is the uh, is the turnover a non-steal. That's 262nd nationally, again, out of 358 Division One teams. I feel like I said that a million times on this podcast, uh, just to remind everybody how many teams are in Division I. Uh, but that's not good. That is not good. It actually may be uh, Kentucky's worst statistical category outside of turnover percentage that they force, which is 17.9. That's 235th nationally. So Kentucky's not very good at forcing turnovers to begin with. Uh, and they don't force uh, a lot of turnovers that aren't steals. Um, and and this is something that I've harped on, is, daggum, Kentucky, where's the defensive pressure? Like, like, dang, y'all, why aren't y'all going after the ball a little bit? It's not like Kentucky's uh, lacks in height. It's not like they're incredibly small or anything like that. Like, they have the ability to, like, and even then they should be able to still, like, play a little aggressive. They've got depth. Like I just said earlier, they've got a million Fords they can utilize. Put them out there. Let them, if any, anything, let them foul. So that's it's just it's just frustrating to see the the lack of uh, turnovers that are, that is that is that are being produced by the Kentucky defense. Although I will say, defensive efficiency wise, they're playing well. They're not allowing teams to shoot well from three, well from two at all. Uh, and the you look up and down the the board. I mean, their effective field goal percentages for Kentucky opponents consistently is is just not it's not very good for for opposing offenses whenever they play Kentucky. But again, they're not forcing turnovers. Kentucky's not forcing turnovers. They need to be able to do that. They need to be able to do that whenever they get to SEC play, because whenever it comes down to crunch time, and you're you're facing a team that's just as talented as you, and they need a bucket. Look, you've got to be able to apply some defensive pressure. You've got to be able to get some of those turnovers. All right, so those are the six things that I think Kentucky can improve on. We're going to briefly talk about Jacoby Jacoby Albert, who was initially committed to Auburn, decommitted uh, about a day ago, and now could be flipping to the the Wildcats. We're going to talk about what he could potentially bring to the table in just a second. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march into the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head over to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But it's amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs and fat, and extremely high in protein. So you get the best of both worlds, both delicious 
and extremely healthy. And they've got so many different flavors for you to choose from. You could uh, you could get chocolate uh, brownie. You could get double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry. They've got some fantastic flavors here for you uh, during the holiday season. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel and you need, you need to uh, bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. You want to cozy up with something warm? Well, here's a little holiday secret. You can dip your uh, Built Bar, for instance. You could get the Cookies and Cream Built Bar best decision you could ever make this year and you could dip it in a hot cup of cocoa you could get some hot chocolate dip it in absolutely fantastic you could let it melt a little give that uh give that beverage a little bit of that built bar flavor and then also you'll have a little bit of a melty melty uh, built bar to go with it absolutely fantastic with the uh, cookies and cream flavor go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order this holiday season again pre-use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right wrapping up the wednesday edition of locked on kentucky here really appreciate you guys making locked on kentucky your first listen every single day want to remind everybody again that we are free and available on all podcast platforms and i would really appreciate it if you guys went ahead and subscribe so that you get notified whenever the next episode of locked on kentucky comes out all right so jacoby albert or kobe albert as some people like to call him Three-star recruit, according to 24-7 Sports, the 385th best prospect, nationally was initially committed to Auburn, I believe committed to Auburn on August 4th, and he is decommitted since, and it looks like Kentucky's going to be the uh, the team to pick Albert up. Albert is a 5'11", 175-pound athlete out of Fairfield, Alabama, uh, out of Fairfield Prep High School. He is uh, most likely going to play safety uh, for 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 the Wildcats, he played both wide receiver and then both uh, defensive back as a junior in high school. Played a little bit more safety uh, in his senior season, and I would imagine that Kentucky will utilize him in that role. He runs a four point three eight forty. He's got a forty two inch vertical. Can squat four hundred and five pounds. He is the number twelve athlete again in the state of Alabama. Number twenty safety in the two thousand twenty two class. Again, he's a three star prospect. Uh, I definitely think that this is uh, this is going to be a good pickup for Kentucky. Any pickup's a good pickup. I mean, honestly, if they if they're three star or higher, I mean, even still, I, I trust this coaching staff to um to to develop these kids. Albert had 267 receiving yards and two interceptions as a junior. Uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, he was committed to Auburn, but has since decommitted from the Tigers. He's most likely going to uh, commit to Kentucky. Would not be surprised to see him sign uh, with the Wildcats later on today. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Really appreciate you guys sticking around and listening. If you've made it this far in the episode, just want to say I appreciate it. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Daw Pound. That's going to do it for today, everybody. Go Wildcats, and God bless. <laughs>